Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome back to our next episode of Pandemic Stories podcast. My name is Brad Johnson. I'm the creator, host, and executive producer of the new documentary series, Pandemic Stories. I am so thrilled to introduce you to one of our stories cast members from our Los Angeles pilot episode. Let me introduce Bita Tishby of Vienna Pastry, uh, whose family owns and has owned Vienna Pastry in Santa Monica for over 40 years. Yes. Welcome, yes. Bita. Thank you, Brad. I'm glad to be here. You know, the last time I saw you, we were in Nashville, of all <laughs> places, <laughs> when you and your husband, Joseph, flew out to Nashville for the second private screening on February 8th, and I got the awesome privilege of introducing you as one of the Los Angeles stories to the Nashville audience. How was that? Well, thank you for actually giving us the opportunity to see Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had a great time being introduced by you. I was the last one to be introduced. I remember. Because you, you were the surprise. <laughs> Nobody knew that you were there. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a sip of, no, a couple of sips of whiskey. So that kind of calmed me down. <laughs> and Joseph, my husband, afterwards, when I was done, he's like, I think that really helped. You were, you were really good. <laughs> um, and But I think it, it was really nice to meet all the people from there. And everyone was so welcoming. And they were all so touched by our story and inspired. So that made me really happy. And plus, when I spoke there, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't prep anything. Right. I think because the authenticity and the genuine story, our family story, it just comes out very natural. So, and um, I, I was really appreciative of everyone's uh, positive responses. And thank you again. It was nice. Well, look, thank you for uh, the short notice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was only a few days beforehand. I said, ah. Pita, text, 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 what are you doing next week? <laughs> and that was before the Super Bowl. And you guys had a whole yes, lot of orders. Yes. You had some football orders or something? Yes, there's a hotel by the beach called Shutters, and they had a big uh, uh, event for the Super Bowl. So they had um, kind of commissioned us to do footballs in chocolate mm-hmm. and something else with the facade of the Santa Monica Pier on a piece of chocolate. Wow. So we we were really stressed out because of that. But thank God everything went well and we were able to uh, deliver and mm. and also go to Nashville. Right, so. right. Well, fortunately, <laughs> you were only in Nashville for like 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. an overnight yes. flight and a, you know, early morning yes. flight. Yes, well, thank you again. Oh, yes, it, was nice. it was our pleasure. And you and Joseph did get to walk around Nashville and... Check it out. We did. It's just time. he never got to taste the fried chicken or whatever that is, the hot chicken. Oh, oh. he's just very disappointed. Well, because everything the... closed right after we left the the um, premiere. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go try, and everything was closed. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, but next time. Well, you know the again for the audience the reason I was compelled to fly you and Joseph out to Nashville. Well, you know we had private screenings in uh, in Las Vegas. We and on December seventh, we had a private screening, our first in Nashville back in September, and then of course we had the global premiere in Miami, mm-hmm. and then a private screening in Los Angeles. And what we thought for the second private screening in Nashville was to bring some of the future cast of the Nashville episode to meet 
the local community mm -hmm. to say, you can see, you know, they just saw the Los Angeles pilot and now we can introduce you to some of the Nashville cast members. Um, but we always got feedback in that survey at the end of all of our private screenings and the Vienna pastry story always was one of the favorites Thank and you and your mom and your aunt uh, and the story that you shared, which we're not going to do today. Yeah. You know, we don't want any spoiler alerts. We we have to let the audience wait until it gets dropped on a streaming platform near them. But um, so I wanted you to come out and surprise the audience because they just saw you on the screen. And then here you were live. And I remember the sound when I said, I've got a surprise person because you were in the front. Yeah. They didn't see yeah. you. And then you stood up and they were like, oh. Oh, it's pizza. Like you were immediately a superstar. Oh, wow. Right? Thank you. <laughs> it was it was great. Yes, was thank great. you. Yeah. Our story is very um I think a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. So let's go back. Yes. You know, I mean when when I saw you before <clears throat> Nashville, it was here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. on January twenty second on a Saturday. And you joined me and some of the production team so I could introduce them to you and some other cast members. And during that session, you were telling your, you know, your story, introducing yourself to the team. And I'm like, I didn't know any of that about Bita and her family. I mean, I knew a little bit, but you got in such great detail and they just loved it because, mm -hmm. you know, they, they've seen your story, you know, cause they've seen the episode, but really didn't get to know about the Tishby family. So if you don't mind for our audience, can you take us back when your family came to the United States? How did you end up long years later getting into the <laughs> Vienna pastry business for over 40 years? So we're originally from Iran. We had to immigrate here because of the revolution in 1979. So I was, I'm not going to say I was around eight and seven and eight. Let's just say under 10. <laughs> uh, we first, we had to go to Rome and wait for our visa because my grandparents lived here. So we waited for them to process everything. And we moved to Northern California mm -hmm. because my mom had a sister there. So we were there for a couple of years, but I guess business-wise, it wasn't really a growing, booming area. So we moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, growing up, my mom used to make all my brothers and I's birthday cakes. And she had a really hidden, I mean, a good ta innate talent mm -hmm. of baking. And she decided to, you know, put that into action here and started working during the day. Uh, we had a dry cleaning. He, she was working there. And at night she would go to, um, I think it's called West Valley Occupational Center. They mm -hmm. had a night school for baking and cake decorating. And hmm. I remember waiting behind the window because I was so worried about her going out at night. I'm always like, so waiting for her to come home mm -hmm. after her cake decorating classes. So that was until maybe when I was in junior high. And then my aunts, the, her sisters and their husbands decided to invest in my mom's talent. And we started a little bakery in West Hollywood. Mm on Sunset Plaza. So West Hollywood was the first. Yes. Okay. It was called The Palace. In French, it's called Le Palais. Okay. So we Le had Palais. Le Palais. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was a tiny little bakery. Um, I used to work there on the weekends. I used to take the bus, go, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the way West Hollywood, there's a high mountain hill you have to climb up La Cienega to the sunset. I would walk that every Saturday. I would mm -hmm. open the store and then my cousin would come. And, and how old were you around that time? 
I think I was 16. Okay, 16, yeah. open up the store. Yeah, open mm-hmm. up the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had that one. And then it started growing, and a lot of, we had a good feedback. So they bought another location on Pico Robertson area, which is the area that's the kosher, like more Jewish neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we had a second location there. So that that did really well, too. And then we bought Vienna. So um, we. Oh, meanwhile, there were some, I'm not going to get into it. There were some issues with Lo Palais. So okay. they had to sell it. Okay. And they went, they continued on Vienna and Santa Monica, where you met me mm-hmm. in 1984, I believe. So we, ha- we have been there since then. My mom and her sisters just, they took over the old o- owner was a Viennese chef and mm-hmm. we took all the recipes and continued on. Wow. And, uh, Again, I continued working there, and then my daughters would go there, and it was just a whole family business. Everyone. So when you when you took over Vienna Pastry, did you have the other locations? Uh, Le Palais had closed. What about the second location? Did you still have that? No, we okay. had to sell that so one. So Vienna was your only spot? The only spot, yeah. yeah. And it was a, a great location, right? Yes, it was very, um, what is it, historical building mm-hmm. with the glass windows, and mm-hmm. it's been deemed a historical building in Santa Monica. Nice. So we were there and um, so many, so many families have so many memories. To this day, someone just called me yesterday. She wanted certain something. She hadn't been back to LA 20 years and she wanted that certain pastry wow. that a lot of generations have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weddings. Well, but let's go back. So now you were walking up the hill at 16 at one location. Now you moved to Vienna Pastry. So did you work there? Did you continue working there as a Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. I would help on the holidays and mm-hmm. all the, on the weekends still. Mm-hmm. When there were, there, we, we were doing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing, we had so much support from the community. Oh, we had banquets. We had uh, party, like hotels, mm-hmm. airlines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was doing really well. So did you also learn your mom's talent of decorating cakes? Not as well as you. <laughs> <laughs> no spoiler alert. No spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> we can't tell people what that means yet. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm more like more managing the business okay. than doing. She still uh, on uh, working. Right. I mean, she's 75, mm-hmm. but she still has the energy. God, thank God. And mm-hmm. she's doing it. Um, I think my daughter, who's 19, has more of the talent, talent and that's part of my drive to continue mm. our legacy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, when I met you, I told you, I cannot let my mom's hard, 40 years of hard work just go to down Remember, the drain. we don't want to give away any uh, part okay. of the story. Right. <laughs> we got to let the audience, you know, <laughs> see that story. When, yes, so I think the looking. legacy will be continued but either by me mm-hmm. or, or my daughter's. One of them, at least. So multi generations, yes. yours, your 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 mom and your aunt, your daughter. Yes. Right. So so what about the community? So you must have seen a lot of people, you know, have a birthday party with your bakeries and your cakes, and then they got older and they had children. I mean, forty years. Yes. That's, yes. That's several generations. I, I met someone who said she would you come there with her dad every day after like soccer practice mm-hmm. and have a certain treat. And then she she came with her own daughter to have the same treat. Wow. And now she lives like I don't know, Lancaster, which is really far away. But mm-hmm. she would make a trip just to come and get that because of the nostalgia feeling of her dad. Um a, a lot of people like wedding cakes, like you said, wedding mm-hmm. cakes, and then their kids 
christening cake and then their kids' wedding cake. Mm-hmm. It's a very multi generational. Wow. Yeah. yeah a so, lot of- so, how does it feel to just be a, a, a staple, a bedrock in a community where so many people just relied on your oh, baking if, goods if to feels- make them happy at. You know, life's best moments. Yeah, I know. My daughters were saying, well, how do people have such affinity to sweets and such, like, they can't understand that. They're the new generation. (laughs) But, like, it makes makes such an important difference in their life to have that certain taste. Mm -hmm. That's 100% my drive to continue and be part of Vienna Mm -hmm. is because of the community and because of the positive feedback and because of the stories I hear. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it really... I'm the monetary aspect aside. It's right. more the sentimental right. and the support, and just having that family, uh, small business family, mom and pop business mm-hmm. in the world that's ever changing. Yeah, and having like when people walk in, know them by their first name. Mm-hmm. That means they, a lot. Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, it means a lot to them too. Even the, a couple of days, someone else, and like, they remembered our names and. It's just, it's just so nice. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find that now. Yes. It's very it hard. Is. So Well, and even bigger companies like Starbucks want to know your name. You know, they're trying to get their baristas to say, hi, Pita, when you come in. Because that, that personal connection, knowing someone's name just yes. makes you feel warmer yes. and more welcome. And, and you'll... You'll buy more. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll buy more coffee. Or and, you you'll know. you'll recommend more people to come. And you'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's it makes a big difference for all of us. There was a gentleman who came the other day, um, and my mom was standing behind the counter and he's like, Yeah, you guys made our wedding cake and he was kind of fairly older. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, It was probably me. He, <laughs> said, <laughs> he said, No, honey, you were probably twenty back then. But it, it, it was just so cute to yeah. see him and he said, We did his wedding cake and it was just it's so That's nice. Awesome. It's- well, when I met you now over a year ago, you were, it was just after the holidays and you were telling me something about gingerbread houses that you oh, made. Oh, yeah. Tell, yes. tell the audience about yes. your gingerbread house. There's a local realtor. Her name is Shelton Wilder. Mm-hmm. She's very supportive of our business. And she, for the holidays, she gives out gingerbread houses to all her clients that she sold homes for or bought homes for. Mm-hmm. So we made at least about 130 ginger houses from scratch. I'm, I'm from saying scratch. from scratch. So we're not talking about the gingerbread houses that I buy the kids? from my no. kids, you know, at Walgreens and <laughs> give it to no, them. No, yeah. we made it from scratch and it took hours. I mean, we worked day and night to well, finish. Well, it must have been days. Yes, yeah. yes, because I mean, we had to bake the gingerbread. Mm-hmm. And gingerbread is hard to, to, the ingredients itself during COVID, it was so hard to find. Mm-hmm. That was another issue. Okay, remember, don't talk about pandemic. Oh, yeah. no, but I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it takes a lot of work. And every gingerbread was made by hand mm-hmm. and decorated by hand. And very. she had a certain logo that she wanted on each gingerbread. So, and we wrapped them. And she, That's she, amazing. It, it, and she, I told you, someone said they found one behind their door and they just saw our Vienna, and they didn't know where it came from. Oh, <laughs> so I think she just—they so had no idea it was from the realtor. No, no. So she great. she messaged me, and I said, "I bet I think Shelton put it behind your door." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really cute. It, it's nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good community support. She's a big advocate of Vienna. That's, so, that's fantastic. Um, well, you know, and again, I <clears throat> keep saying we don't want to give you yes, anything away, but I think we can share that you are in a new 
fabulous location. And I'm saying fabulous with quotations on it because <laughs> it's slightly different from your original. Yes, yeah. But tell the audience where they can find Vienna Pastry today. So we're in a hidden location that I like to call it a bakery slash speakeasy where you have to actually <laughs> do, you have a, to... do you have to have a secret code to get in there? <laughs> people have actually enjoyed finding us, some people, because it's like a treasure hunt. Because mm -hmm. We're inside a building, office building uh, in West L.A. Do, mm -hmm. Should I give yeah, the address? Yeah, give me the address, oh, okay. absolutely. 1221 Wilshire Boulevard. It's okay. on the corner of... Bundy and Wilshire, right in the heart of Brentwood area. Mm -hmm. But you don't see us off the street. We ha You have to actually go inside the office building. Right. And we're on the lobby level and towards the back. You actually have to walk into the lobby, then go right, then go left, and then all yes. the way down, it's on the right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the management of the building will not allow us to put out a sign. So we've become creative. We had an old car. We had it wrapped with our logo. Wait, you did? Yes. You and really did that? Yes. I thought you guys were just talking about no, that. No, remember you were going to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, we did it. Oh, my gosh. Is it sitting out front? <laughs> yes. Oh, we have so. to go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we park it all around the neighborhood so people can see. That is fantastic. What can we do? I mean, we have to get creative. Right. And hopefully someday I can get that bus stuff. Right. <laughs> I was going to put right it there. on the bus stop. But um, yes, it is a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many times I have to give directions to people because right. they, they can't find us. Right. But this is just a, uh, this is just a, what, what do you call it? Like a stop onto the next level. Right. So right. in order for us to be, you know, alive and continue. So we had to do this. For right. Now. right. But never know what's going to happen. Never so, know. Um, and I'm so gonna... your oh, former customers who now have found you are they happy when they walk oh in? Uh, oh my god they're ecstatic they're jumping mm -hmm. up and down just crying they're so happy mm -hmm. it's just again that sentimental value they're right. so and when you see that it just makes you want to continue that that positive response mm -hmm. of course some do say why here this is not like right but uh, we have to take that with stride right. and just say we had to pivot this is the way it's going to be for now but yeah um yeah. So, and then some people say, "Oh, this is so good. You don't have to deal with walk-in traffic. You just deal with the the clientele that knows you." Right. So we have both. Right. Well, but because you're in an office building, I think the last time I was there visiting, I saw a menu of lunch food. Oh yes, it wasn't yes. just baked goods yes. anymore. We had to, yeah, to for the uh, employees. Mm -hmm. So we added a lot of sandwiches, salads. Mm -hmm. Soups, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, it's expanding, and even our old customers come and say, "Oh, wow, they have a lunch menu too." So they right. actually people do come, old customers to have lunch there. Mm -hmm. You would never know, but they again that feeling of right. home, homeliness, mm -hmm. and comfort. They because you have some tables and chairs, yes. so a few people can sit and relax, yes. get out of their office. Yes. You know, so I think um, you know, I was hoping, of course, pandemic stories you know, when it's finally released is going to make you and your mom and your aunt and Vienna pastry, just, you know, world, world renowned and known. Right. <laughs> but I saw a news story recently on social media and you guys were the center of the story. What, what was that like? This, oh, the local news yeah. spectrum one, they actually reached out to us and wanted to do a story. And how did they find out about you? 
I think the the reporter lived in Santa Monica, went to middle school in Santa Monica, uh-huh. used to come to Vienna in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. So she had some, you know, some uh, feeling like feelings towards it. So she found yeah. us, right? And she remembered having some sort of I don't know which which pastry. Mm-hmm. So she found our family and she wanted to do a story on us. That was a great to, story. Yeah, yeah. She did. Yes, yeah. it was nice. A lot of this PR, no, I, we haven't gone out to get it. They mm-hmm. come towards us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like LA Weekly, the reporter came and did a story and said, Vienna is still alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Still alive and kicking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And you can do a treasure hunt to go find <laughs> yes, it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Add some fun to exactly, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So your, your mom and your aunt in their 70s are still behind the counter making amazing decorations and cakes and pastries. Are they going to do this until they can't walk into the store? What's what's the future for Vienna Our goal is to keep all the recipes Mm -hmm. and bring uh, my mom or my aunt can mentor and have people work under them and Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, train others and continue. The only difficulty currently is finding labor. Right. And uh, it's a challenge for everyone. Yes. So we've been working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, God willing, we'll find more help because mm-hmm. in order for us to grow, we need more help. Before we had at least, well, I can't go back, but <laughs> I can't comment on that. But right. yes, in yeah. order to grow, we need more help. Yeah. And yeah. grow back to what we used to be. But yes. your the plan, your hope is that you might open another location outside yes. of the. Yes. The I want to go back. Yes, mm-hmm. to a storefront. Like, yes. Like so, before. Before, yeah. yes. That's great. Yes. And decades in the future. God willing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, as I said before, every time we did a survey after each of the private screenings, everyone was just so connected with your story and your family story. And again, I can't wait for people to actually hear it <laughs> sometime in the near future. Um, but Thank you so much for being a part of Pandemic Stories, uh, for sharing your story and your family story and joining me here today so they could get to know a little bit about you and the history and and your family. Uh, And uh, and I'm sure I'll be dragging you out somewhere in the country again to (laughs) have you join us at some private screening (laughs) in the future. You don't mind. No, no. Just let me know where you haven't been yet. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll make sure we can, you know, check that off your Thank bucket you. list. Thank you, you know? Brad. I'm I'm happy to be here, and I really hope um, this uh, pandemic story t- takes off. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate your time and allowing us to tell our story. Well, thank you. Thank okay. you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Uh, we are so excited and blessed to have Bita Tishby here of Vienna Pastry. You'll get to hear more of her story, her family story uh, during the the launch uh, and release of Pandemic Stories later this year. You always can find us every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time, right here on our YouTube channel. Can't wait to introduce you to more cast of Pandemic Stories in the future. Hope you have a great day and great evening. We'll see you soon.